philosophy. It only takes one bad idea to destroy a man or a woman or even an entire civilization. Philosophy is not just something we think about. It is something that we do, a practice like music or yoga. It goes after the contradictions, the misplaced broken strings, Philosophy sings its songs in the open, honest, naked, direct, and simply listens to how the sound resonates. It rings out into the universe. The good and the bad. In nature, the good and wholesome plants outnumber the poisonous 100 to 1. Walking down a city street, 
the good people outnumber the bad by at least a thousand to one, and yet we're all still prisoners in this dark side of the devil's percentage. Defeated before we begin, held captive by our own self-created fear, unwilling to trust, unwilling to taste but once the pure waters of the abundant good. Truth and function. We don't see nature directly. We see our map of nature. It has many distortions which lead us astray. New perception begins in awareness of the map, a kind of attuning the mind to the ground of truth much like we tune the strings of a violin, not by running after the idea of perfect intonation, but rather by simply taking away the noise, the beats, the interferences of a mere television-like projected reality that are in the way. ID card, where is the form I can check off? My religion is nature, my country, earth. Life without ethics. There's not much science in ethics, but then there's not much ethics in science either. That's bad. Weaponry or livingry, the question of our time. We shape the world, and the world shapes us. Are we to continue down this path of force 
violence in fossil fuels, or simply stop, turn around, and fully embrace the sun, the question of our time. So-called defense burns up two billion dollars a day, simply in the futile attempt to retain control of the world's last remaining oil. That's more than the budget of the great state of Oregon for an entire year. Follow the sun, I say, and we'll have no more need of this state terrorism of imperial governments. As surely as the earth turns around the sun, the future of worldwide freedom and democracy depends on it. The question of our time. Livingry is a term coined by R. Buckminster Fuller, great poet designer of the geodesic dome, a favorite quote of mine of his, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a better model that makes the existing model obsolete. Feminism's fatal flaw. The feminist embrace of militarism contradicts the spirit of liberation. Just as stridently 
as a former slave who now herself owns slaves. Once there is difference, there is complementarity. Once there is complementarity, there is movement. Art happens in the balance thereby created. Sometimes we look for art where there is intense activity, either on the performance stage or in the political arena. But how frequently we come away disappointed because of the lack of any movement of a significant kind. Despite the camouflage, of all the noise and commotion, as well as the allure of superficial sophistication, which comes with complicatedness and unnecessary difficulty of every description. We feel somehow cheated because what is happening makes no real that is relevant difference. Music 
the one thing humans do that makes the rest of nature jealous. Norwegian spruce, a long line sonnet. A sonogram of the violin's vibrating body reveals to us nothing of the mystery of the spirit of its sound. Better to observe by the light of a winter's moon the noble spruce harvested high in the Alps, older than a symphony by Mozart, yielding the light resonant wood needed for the violin's top, the soft feminine side with its graceful curves, balanced by the harder more powerful lines of the back of carved maple. Yet where now are we to find such trees? Science cannot help us, for it knows as little of the spirit of the violin sound as the seed growing in a mother's womb. So we listen, we experiment, we send rockets into the depths of space with recordings of Bach etched in gold. Is there anyone out there who might know, might know the spirit of a sound that ripens slowly? deep roots in rock that holds the stars of 10,000 nights. If everybody always lies to you, the consequence is not that you believe the lies, 
but rather that nobody believes anything any longer. On a blue line, on a blue line, a mighty fortress is our, a mighty fortress is our. Communication is breaking down. Four thousand known or suspected terrorists. That's a lie, a lie. So what? My immunity rating is perfect. My The sky is falling. Terror. State. State terror. Communication is breaking down everywhere. Communication is breaking down everywhere. Did we in our strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side. The man of God's own choosing. Terror. Wall. My wall. Free exchange of ideas and information. My wall is bigger than yours. Beautiful barbed wire, shiny sharp silver. I will bear witness to the bitter end. The lesser evil. of tyranny than it is to think. Walls are beautiful. I will build a wall. It will be a high wall. It will run for 2,000 miles. It will have shiny sharp silver electric beautiful barbed wire. Electric. It will be paid for by the little filthy brown bastards the wall keeps out. I am beautiful. Fake. Children in cages. Fake. 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 Communication is breaking down everywhere on an unparalleled scale. Breakdown. His craft and power are great. Unarmed with cruel hate. 
on earth is not his equal. In South Texas, 16 cities have passed resolutions against the border wall. Alamo, Alton, Brownsville, Mission, Palmview, Far, Port Isabel San Juan, Sullivan City and West. If there were a mirror in which consciousness is looking at itself, as if it were an independent reality, true, that which is sought, I haven't done it, I may do it, I may do it, communication is breaking down everywhere, break down, shut up. Still, our ancient food seek to work as world. His craft and power are great. Unarmed with cruel hate. We tremble not for him. His rage we can endure. For lo, his doom is sure. where mind is Brahman. All that is Maya, illusion, merely a projected reality. It has zero truth. Feeding energy to a confused thought process. That which is truly alive in the living being is this energy of spirit. And this is never born and never dies. seek to work his woe. His craft and power are great, unarmed with cruel hate. Shut up. Sit down. Don't be rude. I will bear witness to the bitter end, the lesser evil. A mighty fortress is our
second-hand world, every mechanically reproduced image of a natural world, whether it be the photograph of a flower or the recording of a violin, must to a certain extent be recomposed by the viewer or listener in order to bring it back to life. The truer the reproduction, the less we will have to do this. Ironically, this is rather like healing the image, which of course constitutes a profound reversal of how in the thousands of years we have walked the land as a species. The sights and sounds of nature have generally, without any special effort on our part, soothed and comforted us. This largely unconscious ability to make the image whole does, however, presuppose a long-standing intimate relationship with the original, or at least a certain familiarity with, for example, actual plants or real acoustic instruments. Tragically, children who are, for whatever reason, denied this primary relationship with things natural, can only, with great difficulty, recreate pictures or sounds in this way. Theirs has become, in part, a second-hand world of ghost images projected on the proverbial walls of a high-tech cave. Hi Cliff, uh, just uh, touching base, it's uh, 6 o'clock in the evening on Saturday here. I went to the church this morning and did uh, the coffees and then uh, also thought I might uh, do a little bit of work in the space whilst I was there. And um, what I decided to do was to extend or continue our dialogue about the whales, just as another step in the process. What I decided to do spontaneously was just to listen to some whale sounds. It's about one that's about eight hours of material. I, I didn't listen to that much, of course. But I, I went through a couple of tracks to find that. And the sonorities and the pitches, the pitch area uh, was quite beautiful, but also worked well with the trombone range so um, 
decided to do was first to listen to it on its own, to listen to the sounds, to get into the feel of it and the sonic world of it and uh, just try and starting to get to the rhythm and the sense of movement and pacing of it. I did that a couple of times and then I played through it with the headphones on and really focused on getting the pitch areas right and just the sonic feel out of that glisser started to emerge and some playing around with the tonal quality itself. Um, slipping and sliding that happens and then these big resonances which in a way um, imagine that there could be that big sense of resonance emerging out of the sound sources and so on. But at this stage I'm still doing exercises and going through processes to try and start to connect with the material sonically but also in feel in terms of trying to place myself in the environment in terms of space and time qualities of sound gestural feelings if you like learning to talk differently or sing differently through the instrument trying to find a connection with the wave. My intention is not at this stage really to do any more than just explore things. Um, although um, literally uh, in the sense of trying to play like whales, that's not really the purpose, but perhaps to be inspired by the sound world and the nature of the communication between them attempting to begin to start to get into that space, uh, that profound space of communication and being in touch with the environment, be that sonically or sense of place uh, in the way that they might, as I imagine. So I did that once, then took a little break and uh, came back and did that process again with the headphones again to consolidate the pitches and the relationships between the pitches as well as the sonic world, particularly the timbre, the pacing of the uh, spaces between the sounds themselves and also the pacing of the gestures. Uh, it's obviously impossible to get the same sound quality per se as the whales, but so sense of the flow and the movement and at least um, beginning to explore my own sound as it's coming through the trombone with a similar sense. So that was the second pass through the material. And then I did a number of takes. Um, the, the third one I sent you first um, I'm just going through the process of picking the last ones and sending those to you. There's probably going to be three or four, but you'll receive them in reverse order just because of how I could, could have done it the other way. But
how there were a lot of stops and starts and blitz and blocks and people talking outside, kids yelling. Um, I had to uh, delete quite a few, so um, I've just finished that process and as I've done that I've been listening to everything. But in the sense of the actual feel and the sounds, the pacing that I heard when I was just in a way being inspired by them playing with the whales, so to speak, is still very reminiscent of what I was hearing coming off the sound source. So there's definitely a connection. I'm not necessarily sending to you a source material for a piece as such. Uh, although if there's anything in there that you, appeals to you, you think you can use, you're very welcome. But I am sending them as another stage in our dialogue about the whales and the whole thing that we're just looking at together without any conclusions or necessarily an outcome. So I'm interested to see in terms of your response, how you respond to those materials given that you've sent me the couple of, you've sent me some recordings and also sent me that particular talk by that guy. So in a way we're just expanding the ground, looking at the ground and well, how can we look at this thing, what does it mean, where does it fit and where do we fit. I had through the material, once I'd listened to it, and as I said there'd be three or four that I send you, um, I just kept working and working at it and perhaps adding minor things to, to explore the sound world and this sense of, in a way, connecting with the whale sensitivity but also in a way somehow the material bouncing off each other and talking within that space that is there in the whale so it's a beginning down that uh, process the pitch materials in terms of the basic pitches are exactly as the whales were doing uh, it's not quite possible to get the same sense of resonance, which is quite exquisite, really. Um, just it's like a just real sense of well, it's broad, it's sonorous, enveloping. Uh, that is not there, although it touches on the time. Um, so, what I did is each time I did one of the passes, I, I kept the same feel sense of movement, relationships, but explored them just slightly differently. They all, there is some relationship there between the materials, therefore, but also differences in subtle terms. 
that's probably all I have to say about it. Um, so have a listen, and I'll be interested in any thoughts you might have about, about it. And, uh, yeah, what might come next or not. Um, let me know what you think, mate. And uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts and feelings. Take care, mate. The pattern is clear. Retribution, vengeance, self-righteous violence. You strike me and I strike back. The pattern is clear. The thought that I am just, that my God is with me, gives me energy. You do likewise. Well, the reverse of right. The pattern is clear. We follow each other to the gates of hell. O Cheribus, O Crown of Thorns, O Darkness,
had a dream, which was not all a dream. The bright sun was extinguished, and the stars did wander darkling in the eternal space. Rayless and pathless, and the icy earth swung blind and blackening in the motionless air. forgot their passions in the dread of their desolation, and all hearts were chilled into a selfish prayer for light. And they did live by watchfires in the thrones, the palaces of crowned kings, the huts, the habitations of all things which dwell were burnt for beacons. Cities were consumed, and men were gathered round their blazing homes to look once more into each other's face. Happy were those who dwelt within the eye of the volcanoes in their mountain torch. A fearful hope was all the world contained. Forests were set on fire, but hour by hour they fell and faded, and the crackling trunks extinguished with a crash. In the brows of men by the despairing light wore an unearthly aspect. As by fits the flashes fell upon them. Some lay down and hid their eyes and wept, and some did rest their chins upon their clenched hands and smiled, and others hurried to and
on the dull sky the pall of a past world and then again with curses cast them down upon the dust and gnashed their teeth and howled the wild birds shrieked and terrified did flutter on the ground and flapped their useless the wildest brutes came tame and tremulous, and vipers crawled and twined themselves among the multitude, hissing but stingless. They were slain for food and war, which for a Did got himself again. A meal was bought with blood, and each sate sullenly apart, gorging himself in gloom. No love was left. All was but one thought, and that Immediate and inglorious, and the pang of famine fed upon all in truth. Men died, and their bones were tombless as their flesh. The meager by the meager were devoured. Even dogs assailed their masters, all save one. And he was Birds in peace to famished men that bear till hunger clung them or the dropping dead were their link jaws sought out no food but with a piteous and perpetual moan and a quick desolate cry licking the hand which answered not with a caress. He died. The crowd was famished by degrees, but two of an enormous city did survive, and they were enemies. They met beside the dying embers of an altar place, where had been heaped a mass of holy things for an unholy usage they raked up and shivering scraped with their cold skeleton hands the feeble ashes and their feeble breath blew for a little life and made a flame which was a mockery. Then they lifted up their eyes as it grew lighter and beheld each other's aspect, saw and shrieked and died. 
even of their mutual hideousness, unknowing who he was upon whose brow famine had written fiend. The world was void, the populous and the powerful was alone. Seasonless, herbless, treeless, manless, lifeless, a lump of death, a chaos of harm's The rivers, lakes, and ocean
an extinction of a different kind. Of all the extinctions currently underway, the one that saddens and frightens me most receives little, if any, attention. It's the extinction of the free spirit. By free spirit, I mean exactly that. An intelligence that is not tied to anything and is therefore able to follow a thought like a thread through a labyrinth of dead ends, missed implications, and inconsistencies to its logical ground and source. My contention is that the man or woman, young or old, age here makes no difference. A free spirit is becoming exceedingly rare. Necessitates new form. After drinking from the source of a thousand mountain streams, even the finest wine glass may no longer suffice. Freedom and limit, freedom and limit, freedom and limit.
there is freedom. In freedom, limit. Even the wildest of rivers creates itself. The boundaries of the bed, they give structure in order to its flow. Fountains, smooth, continuous, laminar flow, nor the fractal exuberance of white water, but a broken movement of stops and starts, our passageway to the wayside, to the travail of these necessary crossings of arbitrary borders, light, easy, taking refuge among the trees, the rhythm of cautious walking, a weaving together of the unfamiliar and half-forgotten, picking up songs as we go, like so many seeds moving from home to home on the fur of our pants. Christian turns, 
even I turn with my religion without a name. Sunset. Each day the earth turns to greet the sun. We are all turning. The Muslim turns. The Christian turns. Even I turn with my religion without a name. Dome, where invention and discovery meet, there we have inspired design. The strength of simplicity, structure weighing less than the air inside. The dome gives us a new geometry of hope, where less is more means much more for those who have nothing at all. Means giving back to Earth's future, means giving back mindless waste, is great promise. The dome's lone antagonist is the imperial culture of the square, with its straight roads dividing the obscene green carpets of the great suburban nowhere. Nowhere for my square chair, my square table. My square TV, nowhere for my square speakers to play my old so square music. A new spirit of the tension compression dome is now upon us. Oh, great change of heart, following curve from outside in.
as a rainbow follows the most devastating of storms. Each day the earth turns to greet the sun. We are all turning. The Muslim turns. The Christian turns. Even I turn with my religion without a name. a species of movement that roots in imbalance and feeds on chaos. The idea of a war on weeds is itself a weed.
Flowers are to the background green of meadow and forest. What a well-made poem is to the constant chatter of sounds that surrounds us. How strikingly beautiful they are, these centers where essences converge. To know the flowers is to love them. To love the flowers is to make them your friend. To make the flowers your friend is to surround yourself with teachers.
Only he who has lifted his lyre, also among the shadows, may his boundless praise possibly repay. Only he who has eaten poppies with the dead will never again lose even the softest of sounds. Though the pool's reflection often blurs before us, know the image, first in the double world do voices become eternal and mild. Thank you.